You're listening to the Ultimate College Planning Podcast, episode number three. Welcome to the Ultimate College Planning Podcast, where you'll get the most up-to-date information, strategies, and tools to help you become more successful in the college planning process. And now your hosts, Dr. Jeff and Dr. Brian Haig. Welcome to another edition of the Ultimate College Planning Podcast. Thank you so much for being here and listening. Today, I'm interviewing my identical twin brother, Dr. Jeff Higg, who is a nationally recognized college planning expert. We thought it'd be really interesting and extremely beneficial to you if we talked about the group of students that he just finished working with in the college planning and application process and their amazing results. Where did this group of students get accepted to college? What scholarships and grants did they receive? And how did they strategically prepare for the competitive college admissions process? What was their overall game plan? But before we get into all the questions and answers, I first want to give you a brief introduction to my brother, Dr. Jeff Haig. You know, aside from him being a nationally recognized college planning expert, he is also a 20-time international award-winning author, national education columnist, college professor, and serves as a regional director for the UCLA Scholarship Admissions Committee. He's responsible for helping thousands of students get into their dream colleges, including all the Ivy League universities, including Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Columbia, etc. Additionally, Dr. Egg is responsible for helping students get millions of dollars worth of scholarships and grants to help pay for the high cost of college tuition, with many students getting a full-ride scholarship to their dream colleges. Now, Dr. Egg consults with a wide range of students on a yearly basis, and this year's college admissions are winding down with a lot of amazing success stories from the students he worked with, and he is now preparing the next crop of students for the 2015 college application cycle. And we thought that it would be really exciting and interesting for you to learn exactly how this your students did so well in the very competitive college application process. What are some lessons that you as a listener can learn from how they approach their college applications? What are some highlights, challenges, any obstacles the students faced, and distinct points of interest? This is what you will learn in today's episode with Dr. Jeff Haig. Okay, welcome, Jeff. First, before we get to all the specific questions about this year's group of students and their unique process in the college application cycle, I think it's important for people to first understand what exactly you do as a college planning consultant. You know, many people aren't aware that college planning consultants even exist, and furthermore, how they play such a crucial role in the college planning and ultimately college acceptance process. Can you talk a little bit about what exactly you do and how you work with students to help them get into their dream colleges? Yeah, sure, Brian. Over the years, the college planning process has really grown tremendously, and that's because there's been this need to help students through this college planning and application process. And it's not just about providing structure, guidance, and accountability. This is about providing strategic, tactical advice that's really going to make a big, huge difference in the college planning and application process. The steps we take, the action we take, and the information and strategy we put together makes huge differences in college admissions results with students. And that's what and, and that's what this is all about. Great. I'm glad you're able to share a little bit about what a college consultant does, their role in the college admissions process, and how they help in developing a strategy and overall game plan in the college planning and application process. Now, can you talk about this year's group of students that you worked with? Uh, can you share with us some of the highlights, the range of colleges they were accepted to, and any unique experiences you had working with them? Yeah, it was another great year as always, and students were giving tremendous amount of scholarships from the presidential, trustee, full ride, 
tens of thousands of dollars of scholarships. And that's because of the strategy, the tactical work that we did. And it began early on with many of the students, and that is finding their passions and strengths and cultivating that with both inside and outside the classroom. Inside the classroom is about really getting those students to perform to their highest ability, both in their academic coursework and through their tests. Outside the classroom was really an f- opportunity, an enjoyable opportunity to really develop their passions and strengths and their extracurricular volunteer research and, and even summer opportunities. Those are overall competitive game plan. For example, this year I had a couple of students who had learning disabilities and we took those learning disabilities and showcased them. And as a result, and through the process of getting them through the strategic process, we and one student in particular got a full ride not only into a medical school direct program, which which simply means that she she'll be a doctor by 24 years old, which is which is amazing. But furthermore, she was able to get a full ride, a full scholarship, and that's um, something um, that we were able to do early on. Address that learning disability in the application and be able to showcase that. That's what was able to produce meaningful results. Great. Now, can you share with us some typical challenges and pitfalls that students experience in the college application process? Yeah, it, being on the UCLA admissions committee and actually making the yes and no decisions with students, I see the challenges and pitfalls every single, single year. And that's just students do not have a strategy, a game plan. Their applications are not only just put together in a, in a substandard way or in, you know, an effective way, but they're not showcasing themselves um, in the most effective way. And that's what college planning is all about. That's what strategic guidance is all about. Had those students had a roadmap, had a game plan, had a strategic step-by-step game plan for how they could showcase themselves, they would have been much more successful in the admissions process. And when I personally scored applications this year at UCLA, um, I, I, you know, when I was looking at those applications, I, I was stating, gosh, I wish I'd worked with that student because I would have completely developed that application in a whole, in completely different way that would have maximized their potential and that's produced much more successful results. So I think, you know, the challenges and pitfalls, there's many challenges and pitfalls, but the overall pitfall, it's just lack of cohesive vision, a game plan, and understanding of the college planning and application process. And if students had that guidance and had that game plan, they, they would be much more successful. And that trajectory would not only change their college admissions decisions, but it would open more doors. Okay. Now, what about some of the common misconceptions students encounter each year in the college planning process? As you know, preparing for the competitive college application process is very comprehensive and timely. And I'm sure you see a pattern of myths versus what the actual facts are. Can you share a few common myths that students and parents have about the college planning process and give us what the actual facts are? I think uh, I think the key myth is just not having an understanding of how the college admissions process works. So a lot of students out there are just putting out information and coming to their own conclusions, going to discussion boards about how the college admissions process works. And a lot of it's just false from how admissions readers read it, backdoor strategies, side door strategies, um, how, you know, finding different compelling hooks. So I think part a big part of it is just getting informed about the college admissions process. And that's, you know, what, what this podcast is about. That's what um, so I help students do. I help educate students and families through the competitive college admissions process and get them the right answers. I think another myth is that it's very difficult to get into the top co- these colleges. And that's true for a handful of colleges, but realize there's many colleges out there that are just fantastic, that are a great place to be, that are not 5 or 7 or 10% acceptance rate or 20%. They're less competitive, but they still provide a rich, amazing college experience. 
Okay. Now, moving on to the topic of financial aid, many of the students you worked with have received amazing financial aid packages, some with full rides. Can you tell us what's the typical range of scholarships and grants received? Also, can you tell us what the typical student can expect to receive with or without the guidance of a college planning consultant? I think if students start early enough, they should be able to get their entire college paid for. And as students don't know that, but again, it's just lack of information. The best place to get financial aid and get scholarships is right from the college itself. That's the, the, the number one place. And how you get that, first of all, is many colleges just by performing well in your application, performing well in school, your academics, your test scores, and having a compelling application, you'll be really attractive to the college admissions officers, to the colleges, and they'll give you money for that. That will result in you know, presidential, you know, trustee or region scholar, 25, 50 to even 100% full ride based on your competitiveness as an application. So if I work with students early on, then I'll really develop them both inside and outside the classroom so they can be as competitive as possible, and this will yield a lot more money. Now, outside of scholarships provided by the admissions officers, there's thousands of more scholarships. Not only within the school, there's you know tremendous amount of scholarships that you can apply to, but outside of school, there's thousands of scholarships that students can apply to that will give a lot more money. In addition to that, there's other options such as work-study options, um, grants that students can be eligible for. And, you know, last but not least, of course, is loans where um, they have to be paid back. But those, that would be the absolute lo- last option. The best option is to um, take the steps necessary to get a full ride. Great. A lot of insightful information because I know the college financial aid process can be very confusing. There are a lot of questions, uncertainties, and challenges with how to apply and where to even look for financial aid. Can you talk about this a little? Uh, What are some great resources for parents and students to help them learn about the many different financial aid options that are available? Also, where should they start with this process and what do you recommend they need to do? Yeah, I think we'll, you know, in addition, the first step is just have a great application, which will, in many colleges, result in money given to them because of their competitiveness of their application. Now, outside of that, you can look to the school's financial aid office where they'll list many other scholarship opportunities that the student can apply to. And that could be alumni scholarships, uh, regents, could be particularly minority scholarships within the school, any particular interest groups that we may have scholarships. So there's many different opportunities to get scholarships. Now, uh, once you've exhausted those resources, then you can also look within the school, such as work-study options, grants, and those types of areas. Um, outside of that, then you can go to scholarships that are outside the school, and that could be you know corporations like the Target Scholarships, uh, Walmart, and many others. And then go beyond that to nonprofits such as the Gates Scholarship and many of these other nonprofits. And then lastly, you can go to private donors. There are a lot of private donors who, who've um, done very well, and they just want to give back to deserving students, and they can design their own criteria from leadership service, uh, minority, or just any special talents that that student might have. Okay, a lot of valuable information there. I want to shift gears now, and I want to talk about the fact that a lot of students tend to focus on the Ivy Leagues or just competitive name brand schools. What is the potential problem that you've seen with this mindset, and what are your thoughts and your recommendation as a college planning expert? Well, I'm glad you just asked that question. I just wrote about this in my last column in the Orange County Register, and my thoughts on that is that students should not be caught up with the Ivy League just because if they've got this brand name of the Ivy League. There are many fantastic colleges outside of the Ivy League that will produce amazing college experiences. I think the first step that students should really take is understanding what their passions and interests are 
and then find colleges that are aligned with those passions and interests. And, uh, you know, if a student uh, find out what they're passionate. So, for example, if a student is, is passionate about engineering, then maybe an Ivy League would not be the right choice. It, you know, if the student wants to do, you know, civil engineering, then they want to look at schools that have strong civil engineering departments. If the student likes to paint and draw, then they should find schools that, colleges that are strong in art. Or if a student wants to be an entrepreneur, there are certain colleges that have strong entrepreneurship programs. So it's not really, so it's not about the school per se, the college and this brand name, but it's about the college experience. It's about finding what those passions and interests are of the student and then lining those goals with the college that best matches that. In addition to that, there's many other things that students should look at that go beyond academics, even though academics should be their first um, area because that leads to their career success. But many students want, you know, sports teams. They want, uh, you know, maybe a fraternity or sorority, a great clubs and organizations, a great rich student life, and a study abroad internship uh, or research opportunities. So there's a lot of different categories that students should look at that go beyond academics. And students should really become educated in all the different colleges available. And with that, um, then they should start developing a college list that, again, goes beyond the Ivy Leagues and um, looks at many other colleges. And I think this is a great step to, um, to take in the college planning process. Okay, so now concluding this interview, uh, we talked about a lot of different factors involved when applying to college, from how to best prepare for the competitive college application process to how to seek financial aid opportunities. Uh, what are your closing thoughts for those students and families who are now gearing up for the competitive college admissions process, especially with college admissions becoming more competitive than ever? I think it's about having a game plan. And it's about really understanding that the college admissions process is not to be taken lightly. This is, you know, the rest of your life. This is setting up your career. And I think it's about really designing your high school strategy so that it's it's thought out, it's methodical, and each step is going to lead to um, a purposeful action. Backing up, when I work with a lot of freshmen and sophomores, they, they don't, you know, early on, they're not really thinking about college admissions because it's not until senior year, but I I tell my freshman and sophomores that you're actually writing your college application freshman and sophomore year. It's true because the, the steps you take, what you what you do freshman and sophomore year, is actually goes into your application senior year. So students need to start thinking about what are they doing on a day-to-day basis, both inside and outside their classroom, to make themselves competitive. Of course, they should have a balanced life, enjoy their high school experience, but also be methodical and strategic about what they're doing with their time and are they maximizing their time strategically, which will lead to better results senior year when it comes to a time to apply. So just in summary, I think it's about having that game plan, both inside and outside the classroom, leading to uh, college admission success. And I think um, having a strategy mapped out every year, I think will yield tremendous results. And I see that year after year with my students, especially if I start with them early, I really see students just hit it out of the park. If they, once they understand that, it's a game, it's a strategy. And when they take those steps and through working with them, um, they, they get tremendous results and they're very happy. And that leads to not only more college offers, but a lot more money, which is um, makes everybody happy. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing your insight and expertise in the college planning and application process. I hope the listeners got some valuable insight and a window into how to best prepare for the competitive college admissions process. You know, preparing for college really begins as early as possible. As Jeff mentioned, earning respectable grades, scoring well on the SAT or ACT, and pursuing those extracurricular activities outside of the classroom that a student is really passionate about is really the foundation for building a successful college planning 
game plan. For additional resources and guidance in the college planning process, you can go to thehatetwins.com. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter where we'll give you all kinds of advice and strategies that will help you prepare for college. Until then, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Ultimate College Planning Podcast. For more information on this program and other resources, please visit www.thehagetwins.com.